slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could be with us today as we talk all things New York Islanders. The expansion draft now official, and yes, the Islanders have lost a first line forward. We'll break it down as to what this exactly means for the Islanders, both on the ice and with regard to the salary cap. We also continue our player-by-player review of the Islanders roster this season with Matt Martin, how he played, what he did in the playoffs, and what his future looks like with the franchise. And of course, we have our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to talk about, feel free to send us an email to lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name in the town you're from, We're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest on free agency, the NHL entry draft, and all the way up until training camp. Uh, So it's going to be a very truncated and busy off-season, compressed because, you know, the season ended late, but uh, we will keep you up to date as it all happens right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. So, it became official last night, although it was leaked much earlier than that, the Seattle Kraken selecting top-line winger Jordan Eberle in the expansion draft, so the obvious first piece of news is that the Islanders' top line has now been broken up, and uh, Jordan Eberle, who was fourth on the team, or tied for third, really, with 33 points, technically fourth because he had two fewer goals than Brock Nelson, but uh, Eberle, uh, now a member of the Seattle Kraken, a good season For Jordan Eberle, 55 games, 16 goals, 33 points. That realistically puts him, uh, if you extrapolate it out to an 82-game season, at, you know, roughly 24, 25 goals uh, and maybe 48 to 50 points, I'm going to say, uh, doing the math quickly in my head. But look, Eberle is a solid 
top six winger. I, I think, and I've said this on the show a few times, that on a good, talented team, he is best suited to be a second-line winger. That as a second-line wing, he is pretty much all you could ask for. As a first-line wing, he is in the lower half of the league just because he's not producing as many points as you want from a first-line type of player. You want 30 to you know 30 goals, let's say, and at least 60 points, 65 points a year from a top-line scoring winger. And I know the Islanders play a, a defense-first style that, you know, look, there's a reason this team didn't have any point-per-game players, even though there are guys on this roster who are certainly talented enough to meet or surpass that, you know, that milestone. Will Eberle's numbers go up in Seattle? I would say they probably will. He'll, first of all, get even more ice time. He'll certainly be on the top power play unit, uh, and he will be looked to, you know, for goal scoring and probably have the chance to play a little bit more of an offensive-oriented style, at least compared to what he played with the Islanders. Uh, Now your top line, you have Matthew Barzal, you get back Anders Lee, and then you have this empty space on the top line. What is Lou Lamorello going to do to try to fill that empty space? Well, that's a, a... a tough question. And the one thing that jumps out at you is that by taking Eberly, the Kraken did give the Islanders $5.5 million more in cap space. And that gives the Islanders a little more flexibility, let's say. Uh overall to to make some deals and we know we still have to re-sign Ilya Sorokin and Anthony Bevilier uh you know you've got your own restricted free agents to try to to sign but right now the Islanders are going to need to find somebody else who can play well with Matthew Barzal, and that's not always an easy thing. Eberly was acquired back in 2017 by Garth Snow, who was the GM at the time in the uh, trade that sent Ryan Strom out from the island. And basically, Eberly, he was productive during his time on the island. He scored 76 goals during his time with the Islanders and 169 points in 272 games, 49 playoff games, 34 points there. But now, you know, we have to see what this means going forward. Who is Lou Lamorello going to consider bringing in right now? So Lou Lamorello basically has cleared up $16.5 million worth of cap space by getting rid of Andrew Ladd, trading Nick Letty, and now having 
Jordan Eberle selected in the expansion draft. It also means Josh Bailey uh, will remain a New York Islander. But, uh, again, some candidates still out there. And the, the two big names that are still being bandied about... Vladimir Tarasenko, who the Kraken did not select from St. Louis. He still wants to be traded. And Gabriel uh, Landeskog, who may be a better fit in the Islanders' system, I think, than Tarasenko, but we have to see. Again, you still need to sign Sorokin, Pellick, and Bavillier, and you want to bring back Casey Sezikis. Kyle Palmieri still wants to return. We don't know what will happen, but I think Lou Lamorello... Definitely has some pieces in mind, and uh, we'll discuss that a little bit more later on in the show. When we come back, we will talk about the season that Matt Martin had and what his role will be on the Islanders in the future, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The second half is underway. You could track all the action at Bet Online. In addition to baseball, the Olympics are getting started. NFL training camps are just around the corner. And soccer always going on right now across the world. So you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs at Bet Online. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. And check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prepare for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So we continue our look at the players on the Islanders roster. Every show we do one more player, and today uh, a very popular Islander being discussed, and that's going to be Matt Martin. Martin played in 54 games out of the 56 for the Islanders this year, had six goals and 11 points, was a minus two on the plus-minus, had 181 hits uh, credited to him, which ranks him second among forwards only behind Cal Clutterbuck and, in fact, second on the team. Uh, Martin, a valuable kind of a player, part of the identity line, along with uh, Casey Sezikis and Cal Clutterbuck. They set the emotional tone for this hockey team. And the one thing you know about Matt Martin, he's going to give you everything he has and then some. And he is, you know, he tends to not score a lot of goals, obviously, but they do tend to be a clutch goals when they do happen. He is a very hard worker. He will forecheck you into oblivion. I mean, he is really good on the forecheck, not afraid to be physical, not afraid to drop the gloves when called upon, but that's not the primary part of Matt Martin's game. He is smart in his own zone as well, reliable defensively and good in the locker room. So, you know, with Matt Martin, there's a reason that the identity line is considered one of the best, if not the best, fourth line in hockey. 
And it's not just, you know, Matt Martin is a big part of that. And then you have the chemistry between Sezekis, Martin, and Clutterbuck, where, you know, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And in the playoffs this year, I think Martin continued to show his value. And, you know, you always want to see players take that step up in the postseason. And in typical Matt Martin fashion, he did just that. He had one goal and one assist in the playoffs, both of them coming in the series against Tampa Bay. But you know what? The goal was a game-winning goal. And that's, again, the kind of player Matt Martin is. He may not score a lot, but when he does, he makes them count. They are usually the result of hard work. And look, during the past season, we even saw, after Anders Lee was injured, Matt Martin able to step up and sort of be a part of the power play, uh, trying to fill that Anders Lee role of getting in front of the goal and trying to get deflections, tip-ins, rebounds, and distract the goalie. So, you know, Matt Martin, definitely a valuable piece uh, for the Islanders. They did protect him in the expansion draft, uh, which was a little bit of a surprise to a lot of people, but that is, again, officially a move designed, I think, to encourage Casey Sezikis to come back and show him that the Islanders are serious about retaining his services. And it was also designed to prevent a heart and soul kind of player like Matt Martin from being lost in the expansion draft because a guy like Martin would be a valuable addition to an expansion team or any team, really, uh, under the circumstances. I expect Martin to be back in his same role next season. He will continue to probably produce at roughly the same rate, assuming he stays healthy, you know, somewhere between 7 to 10 goals and maybe 15 to 22, 20, you know, 20, 22 points. Uh, You know, give him his share of penalty minutes, whatever that's going to be. And just that he will remain an important part of this team as they go forward. So Matt Martin, uh, still going to be part of the core of this Islanders franchise uh, in the coming years. And, you know, right now he's 32 years old, just turned 32 in May probably has a few solid years left in his NHL career. This is his second tour of duty with the Islanders, was with them from 2009-2010 through the 2015-2016 season, then spent two years with the Maple Leafs before the last three years being back on Long Island. And uh, Martin has played 10 seasons with the Islanders now, 614 games, 59 goals, 121 points. And again, just a a guy who, you know, contributes more than it than what it looks like on the stat sheet at first blush. So, we will continue our look ahead at all the players on the Islanders roster tomorrow. We're going to sort of say our farewell and examine the contributions of Jordan Eberle 
who uh, obviously will not be back with the team, but uh, wanted to certainly review his season and his contributions to the Islanders, not just last year, but really over the four years that he was with the team. So make sure you join us for that on tomorrow's show. When we come back, we will have our Islanders' birthday of the day, a a popular Islander from recent history, a feel-good story, if you will. Uh, We'll take a look at that, plus uh, some more thoughts about possibilities for the Islanders to, you know, how is Lou Lamarillo going to use all that cap space? We'll talk about that and a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure the often pointless and seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterperson orders the parts on his or her computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to RockAuto.com right now to choose from auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need, from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. And whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks, and they'll deliver it directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, happy birthday today. Uh, A very happy 28th birthday to Islanders center Cole Bardrow. Bardrow, a native of Fairport, New York, uh, undrafted, was part of the U.S. uh, national under-18 team, then went on to four successful seasons at Cornell, and then spent a lot of time in the AHL, originally with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, came to the Islanders organization, in 2019-2020, mostly spent the season in Bridgeport, but came up to the island for 10 games, uh, had a goal and an assist, two points, uh, and then this past season, back to Bridgeport, 24 games, 10 goals, 16 points. And look, at this stage, Bardrow is most likely no longer a prospect. He'll, you know... He's 28 years old. He's now a veteran, established AHL player. And, you know, he, he'll get called up uh, if the situation calls for it. I, I don't think that Lou Lamorello would hesitate to put Cole Bardrow in the lineup on the fourth line or third line for a couple of games if injuries strike. Uh, but I don't see him right now as a major uh part of the Islanders' plans going forward, uh, other than to give leadership and experience in the organization at the AHL level. But we're going to go back and look at Cole Bardrow's big moment in the National Hockey League. November 5th, 2019, this game played at the Barclays Center. The Ottawa Senators are 
the visitors. Craig Anderson is in goal for Ottawa. Tomas Grice, the netminder for the Islanders. And it was the Senators getting on the board first. A power play goal for Jean-Gabriel Pajot, who was with Ottawa then. Uh, Vladislav Nemestikov gets the only assist at 7.44. Ottawa with the early 1-0 lead. But the Islanders answer back less than a minute later. Cal Clutterbuck, his first from Casey Sezikis and Devon Taves at 8.23. It was Clutterbuck's first of the year, and the game was tied at 1. Then in the second period... Cole Bardrow tripped up on a breakaway. He gets to take the penalty shot, and he beats Anderson for his first and so far only career NHL goal. It came at 15:34. It gave the Islanders a 2-1 lead after two periods. In the third, the Islanders get a shorthanded goal. Adam Pellick off for hooking, but Casey Sezikis comes up big. His first of the year, Cal Clutterbuck and Scott Mayfield with the assists at 10 minutes even. And 40 seconds later, Josh Bailey gets his sixth. Noah Dobson and Adam Pellick with the assists. Final score, Islanders 4 and the Senators 1. For Cole Bardrow, his first career NHL goal, and it turned out to be a game winner. And to me, one of the more moving moments of the 2019-2020 regular season for the Islanders was the reaction of the Islanders' bench when Cole Bardrow scored that penalty shot goal. It was a great moment for a kid who really had paid his dues in the minor leagues for, you know, a long time. And when you add the fact that he spent four seasons at Cornell and then, you know, six seasons up until that point, it was his sixth year in the AHL to come up, get his opportunity and cash in on it with that goal was a really big moment. And it really did mean something. And you saw the reaction of Cole Bardrow as well. Uh, a special, special kind of a thing. So again, we wish Cole Barjo a very happy 28th birthday and many, many happy more. And we certainly wish him success going forward, whether it's with the Islanders, the, the uh, Bridgeport Islanders, or another organization. Meanwhile, as far as the Islanders situation is concerned with the cap space and everything else, Tough decisions coming down the road. Do you re-sign Kyle Palmieri? Do you bring in Zach Parise? Uh, I don't think you do both. I think you do one or the other, and I don't think either one of them at this stage in their careers are really good fits on the first line. Then, you know, do you go after a Tarasenko or a Landeskog? That certainly is an upgrade over Jordan Eberle offensively, again, assuming Tarasenko is healthy. But will they fit in to the Barry Trotz defense-first ethos that this team plays by? Or would they, you know, cause this team to not be playing, you know, not all be on the same page and not be playing that style of hockey that they so, you know, are known for and that helps them succeed. So lots of dilemmas right now for Lou Lamorello. I still get the feeling there is a big splash coming 
for the Islanders and Lou Lamorello, but we have to see how this offseason plays out. Betting on the NHL or any sport doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. That is going to do it for us today. Tomorrow, we'll talk about Jordan Eberle's season and wrap up his tenure with the Islanders. We'll also look at some of the potential defensemen that the Islanders might be looking at now that we have a better idea of the cap number. Uh, We'll talk about the defensemen they may be looking at to replace Nick Letty. So make sure you join us for that. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.